Welcome back, dear listener. Hi, I'm Mia, your host. And in this episode of Love Modern's new podcast series, Dateable, we're going to explore a final reason Mr. Fitzwilliam Darcy, the leading man in Jane Austen's 19th century novel, Pride and Prejudice, is or is not dateable in real life. If you have not already, be sure to listen to our first three episodes on Mr. Darcy, so you'll be fully up to speed on where we left off. For early access to new episodes and for exclusive access to premium episodes, become a premium subscriber today. You can easily do so by tapping the link in this episode's description or by visiting lovemodern.com. So, let's dive in, shall we? Let's explore a fourth reason Mr. Fitzwilliam Darcy is, or is not, dateable in real life. Be forewarned, though, there are spoilers ahead. Reason number four. He's hot and cold. In real life, a wise dater would be cautious and suspicious as to whether Fitzwilliam's sudden change in behavior is truly genuine for the long run or merely temporary in the short term, in his quest to get what he wants, which is to win Lizzie's love, affection, and admiration. Later in the novel, he fully admits that this is his goal. My real purpose was to see you and to judge if I could, whether I might ever hope to make you love me. Notice the use of the phrase, make you love me. You cannot, however, make someone love you. Not real love, not true love. This is something we discuss in detail in Ready to Love, our True Love Masterclass series for daters and couples who want to attract, nurture, and blossom a true love relationship that lasts, available exclusively on lovemodern.com. You can listen to the first lesson for free right now on our website. After only two days, Lizzie starts viewing Darcy differently because he goes out of his way to be nice, helpful, and respectful to her and her family. An undateable person can easily turn on the charm or turn up the charm to get what they want. But they cannot be charming forever. Their mask slips from time to time and it falls off completely, not long after you have fallen in love with them. Or after you move in together or after you have a baby together. The difference between love stories and fiction versus real life is that stories like Pride and Prejudice end with a wedding and the epilogue that they lived happily ever after. In real life, however, how would Fitzwilliam continue to be long after they say, I do? Is his change in behavior genuine and permanent Or will he revert back to his rude, arrogant, lazy, and entitled ways, 
when they are married, and Lizzie is bound to him till death do they part. In lesson two of our Ready to Love 101 masterclass on lovemodern.com, we meet another famous couple who fell in love in the real world. Like Mr. Darcy, the man in this real-life couple was rich and famous. For months, he made grand gestures that inspired a much younger woman to fall in love with him, including paying off her family's debt, for which she herself felt a sense of gratitude. The woman ignored her suitor's dishonorable reputation, she ignored the fact that he lacked the five dateable traits, and she ignored her mother's emphatic advice that this man was undateable and incapable of giving her the true love relationship she desired. Instead, she believed and trusted, just as Lizzie does in the novel, that her beau's sudden change in behavior was permanent. Not long after this real-life couple said I do, the woman's husband reverted back to his dishonorable and disrespectful ways, and their marriage was a hot mess train wreck till the day she died. This is what can happen in the real world when you mistake a temporary and infatuated change in behavior for a genuine and lasting one. Dear listener, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Before we continue, I must tell you about a fun and unique way you can share and express your love to someone who is near and dear to your heart. Request and reserve an on-air lovegram today. For us to share in a future Love Modern podcast episode. What's a lovegram, you ask? Well, it goes a little something like this. Today, we're sharing a lovegram from Natalie in Seattle, Washington. Happy anniversary to my beautiful husband, Daniel. I love you a million times more today than I did on our wedding day. Thanks for being my rock, my best friend, and the love of my life. A lovegram is a beautiful, timeless, and global way to show your love and appreciation for someone special in your life, or to honor a loved one who has passed, or to celebrate a lovely milestone like an engagement, a birthday, a wedding anniversary, or a new bundle of joy. You can even reserve a love gram for yourself, because here at Love Modern, we love love, including the most important love of all, self-love. Lovegrams can be recorded in your own voice, or we can professionally record it for you. And if you're thinking, oh no, I am not a writer, fear not, you can leave the poetic prose to us to write as well. To request and reserve a lovegram, visit lovemodern.com today. So, dear listener, do you think Mr. Fitzwilliam Darcy has changed for good or just for a season? Well, we get our answer in Chapter 53. A few weeks have passed since Lizzie's first swoon over Mr. Darcy, and she is back at home with her parents and sisters. 
when Charles and Fitzwilliam suddenly ride into town and pay the Bennett household a visit. While it is clear to all by his actions that Charles is still romantically interested in Lizzie's sister Jane, Fitzwilliam is back to being 100% aloof. Gone is the thoughtful, personable, and conversational gent he was with her aunt and uncle. Instead, he reverts back to his silent, awkward, and standoffish ways. So much so that Lizzie is all confusion. During their visit, Mr. Darcy said, scarcely anything. He was less anxious to please than when they last met. Lizzie was disappointed, and she was angry with herself for being disappointed. As soon as Charles and Fitzwilliam were gone, she walked outside to recover her spirits. Fitzwilliam's behaviour astonished and vexed her. Why, if he came only to be silent, grave and indifferent, did he come at all? He could be still amiable, still pleasing, to my uncle and aunt when he was in London. Why not now to me? If he fears me, why come hither? If he no longer cares for me, why silent? Teasing, teasing, man. Fitzwilliam's behaviour toward Lizzie is inconsistent. One week he's hot, the next week he's cold. His inconsistency keeps her on her toes. It keeps her wanting and trying to figure him out. It keeps him on her mind. Does he still love me? Does he not? Does he still love me? Does he not? A dateable person, however, is consistent. They are not wishy-washy. They are not hot and cold. Their manners, personality, and actions are largely consistent. Whether they find you attractive or not, whether they are infatuated with you or not, and whether they want to marry you or not. Then there's the fact that even though Fitzwilliam is now not as pompous and entitled as he was before, he is still lazy. Because now that he is back on Lizzie's home turf, Fitzwilliam still makes zero effort to formally court her. And he makes zero formal effort to impress or ingratiate himself to her parents. In those days, upper-class parents had final approval on who their daughter married. Impressing the parents was courtship 101. So I ask yet again, Mr. Darcy, now that you have allegedly seen the light, do you make your romantic interest known to Lizzie's parents by requesting an invitation to call on her at home? No, I do not. Do you gift Lizzie flowers or candy or poetry? No, I, I do not. Do you ever ask her out on a date? No. Now, despite all of this, 
despite the fact that he was nice and pleasant to her for just a few days, then reverts back to his old ways, despite the fact that he makes zero effort to court her formally with her parents' knowledge or pre-approval, and despite the fact that these fictional lovebirds, I mean acquaintances, barely know one another and have never had an enjoyable and engaging conversation one-on-one about anything ever. In chapter 58, when Fitzwilliam proposes to Lizzie a second time, this time with more tact and slightly less entitlement, but just as lazy as before. Because Lizzie feels so grateful to him, so grateful that he still loves her, so grateful that he was nice and amiable towards her for like three days, she happily, ignorantly, and unwisely says yes. Interestingly enough, Lizzie and Fitzwilliam's love story, I mean, story of infatuation, mirrors that of her parents, Mr. and Mrs. Bennet. Fitzwilliam marries a woman his relatives deem socially inferior to him. So, too, did Mr. Bennet. Mr. Bennet married his wife because she was beautiful, and he was infatuated with her. He was blind to the fact that they had very little in common, and their personalities are oil and water. Shortly after they said, I do, his infatuation wore off. As Austen writes in chapter 42, Captivated by youth and beauty, and that appearance of good humour, which youth and beauty generally give. Mr. Bennet had married a woman, whose weak understanding and illiberal mind had very early in their marriage put an end to all real affection for her. Respect, esteem and confidence had vanished forever, and all his views of domestic happiness were overthrown. A disappointment which his own imprudence had brought on. And now, two decades later in the novel, Mr. Bennett spends most of his days being a crappy husband who avoids his wife and makes snarky remarks in her presence and at her expense. Sound familiar, dear listener? Unfortunately for Mr. and Mrs. Bennett, because they lack the five dateable traits, they will be unhappily married till death do they part. Well, I hope you enjoyed our quartet of episodes exploring Mr. Fitzwilliam Darcy's dateability in real life. As readers and film viewers, we must be careful and mindful of how much we allow unrealistic fictional narratives to shape our views and our behaviors when it comes to love, dating, and relationships. A lesson that this successful British woman in real life learned the hard way, as told to the Guardian newspaper, Pride and prejudice encouraged me 
to fall for moody, charismatic, seemingly unattainable men, with, unfortunately, less happy results for me. If you want to know a surefire way you can tell whether a potential dater or life partner is truly ready to love and be in a loving, long-term relationship, or if you want to easily discern whether a love interest's change in behavior is for the short-term or the long-term, and if you yourself want to evolve and bloom into a dater or a life partner who has what it takes to nurture and blossom true love in your love life, you should definitely sign up for our Ready to Love Masterclasses, wherein you will learn and apply in your personal life and in your love life the five dateable traits every dater and partner must have to experience and enjoy a true love relationship that lasts. Sign up today on lovemodern.com or tap the link in this episode's description. Till next time, I wish you a beautiful day, a wonderful week, and a more loving and lovable life.